0: This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's
1: Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins.
0: Hey, have you noticed this, that early in the season, it's kind of tough to look at some of these stats and prove them relevant in baseball because baseball is such a large sample-sized sport that sometimes you have to be careful in saying, okay, this guy had two bad starts and pin him as a bad pitcher. Because it's not always the case. I feel like there are a lot of landmines when betting on baseball. You're muted, uh, Kate. <laughs> All right. Um, maybe she's having some issues with her bu- mic. Uh, but, you know, we'll just pitch it back to me. Because clearly this is the thought train that I was on. Uh, because as somebody who feels like I have a, a very good handle on baseball as a sport... It's still not super easy to bet on because, you know, it, sometimes baseball is just going to baseball, and the best team in baseball can lose to the worst team in baseball on any given day. And also, we have some outliers this year. Like, who expected the Pirates to be one of the better teams in all of baseball and leading their division? So I think Kate is back. I'm um, back. Good. You are. I'm back. So I'm back. As somebody who has not bet on baseball for that long, What are Mm -hmm. some of the first things that you've had to learn the
1: hard way? (laughs) That sample size for pitching is very small to start the season. Just because a pitcher had a bad game in their last outing doesn't mean that they're a bad pitcher or someone that you should necessarily fade. Um, Sometimes the first five can be a lot more profitable than playing the full game and just kind of take your money and get out early rather than playing the full game here. Uh, I've also kind of learned some ballparks are better for hitters, some not so much. Those types of things trying to take into account. Um, But nothing like too pinpoint specific. Just take everything with a grain of salt in baseball because it can change uh, in a flash in the sport. Right. Yeah,
0: we saw it last night. We both were on the Rangers. They were up 6-0 going into seventh inning. And what do you know? The Texas Rangers bullpen comes in and gives up seven runs in the next couple of innings, and the Rangers lose that game outright seven to six. So here's my next question. When you suffer a bad beat at the hands of a team, how willing are you to bet on that team the next day? Because I think this is the conundrum that I'm facing because I look at the numbers for the Rangers today, and I think to myself, hmm, maybe they're a good play in the first five, but I don't think I can do it because emotionally, if you bet on one team uh, and the night before they break your heart, and if you bet on them again and they break your heart again, I think I'm going to be irrationally
1: mad. Oh yeah, oh for sure. I mean, one game, one loss, maybe I go back to them if I really like the spot for them. Two games in a row, they break my heart. Nope you're on my you're on my don't touch list for a little while. I, I just have a bad taste in my mouth. We need some space, some time apart. Give us a week. You know, we'll we'll start texting, rekindle everything. <laughs> slowly and then I'm back to betting on you but uh not not right away after a couple losses especially against against the same team like wait till the next series right
0: I think because as much as we would like to say that there is not an emotional component in betting we are humans and some of the feelings that I feel like I don't want to feel that so like there are plenty right. of games on the board so maybe I'm just gonna pass on it but let's look at the matchup between the Rangers and the Reds uh, and it's close to a pick'em. we've got Texas short favorites on the road here minus 115 Cincinnati minus 105 on the money line total of nine runs John Gray going for Texas one and one with a 372 era and facing Graham Ashcraft who's been pretty good this year 2 and0 with a one eight eight er ray let me tell you i think the rangers are probably the better team in this but we know their bullpen cannot be trusted so i'm gonna put a huge x on the full game that's not even in the cards for me but what about a first five play uh kate is there anything you're seeing in this one that makes you want to bet on it
1: not really Tulsa. i mean the reds Infield defense is not great at all. I mean, they allow a ton of balls in play. They're dead last in ground balls converted to outs 64% of the time. League average is like 74, so that's really not good. And the Rangers are good at putting ball in play. Um, Ashcraft being on the – I mean, he is one of the best pitchers in the NL right now, so he's not necessarily someone that I want to fade early on in this game. So two contrasting narratives there in terms of – Reds defense not being great, but the pitcher, you know, off to a good start this season. And then the Rangers Mm -hmm. being fairly good. Couldn't get it done the last two games. So, yeah, this is a stay away from me. I'm not I'm not betting anything on this one.
0: I think so as well, because I'm going to say that the Rangers are the better team. But I think you wait to fade the Reds until you have a worst pitcher or a worse pitcher on the mound than Graham Ashcraft, because that's part of baseball as well as picking your spots because you know a bad team may not be as bad when they have a good starter on the mound especially if you're only considering a first five bet so maybe this is not the time to fade the reds even though i do think john Gray probably is in store for a good one here let's go to baltimore where the orioles are facing off with the red sox once again a total of eight and a half in this one orioles favorites minus 120 boston even money the over has really been the play uh had that yesterday And the matchup between these two teams, and it was an easy winner. Uh, Tanner Huck going for Boston, 3-0 with a 4-2-9 ERA against Tyler Wells, who has uh, a tough luck 0-1 record despite a 2-7-0 ERA. So if you're basing a game just based on trends, like the over looks like it's probably the play. We've seen both of these offenses really perform at the start of this year. Uh, The Red Sox, one of the better uh, scoring offenses in all of baseball. And we know the Orioles have several guys in that lineup that can go yard at just about any time in the game. Adley Rutchman off to a hot start as well. Yeah, both these teams averaging over six runs a game. So, Kate, you see those numbers. Does it make you want to take an over?
1: Yeah, especially Bill just put in our chat. Boston is 18 and seven to the over this season, Baltimore 13, 9 and one to the over. Um, Orioles' offense didn't strike out once against the Red Sox on. Monday and every batter Mm -hmm. in the lineup got a hit why do you not want to back it over when that type of stuff is happening in this series I mean six scores uh, six runs scored by the Orioles in the bottom of the ninth yesterday I don't know it just feels like this is a series where you're gonna get plenty of runs and why not continue to back the bats in this series when they've shown that they've been hitting really well Right. And something that
0: Jinx has been doing has been taking alternate totals. So uh, it's not available at BetMGM right now, because there's only a few things available this early in the morning. But I think if you can do that and bump it down to eight, to where you get a push at eight as opposed to a loss. You know, if you play the eight and a half, I think that's probably the way to go because both these teams, we know, are very good hitting lineups. I like the trends there. I'll go with the over. Let's go to Toronto, Blue Jays, White Sox. This is another day game, which I should mention. We've got a lot of daytime baseball today. Uh, this one is Toronto minus 190 on the money line. Chicago plus 155, total of nine and a half. Uh, Michael Kopech going for the White Sox, Kikuchi going for the Blue Jays. Kate, you are in Chicago, and I'm sure you have heard about the struggles of the Chicago White Sox. This is a team that I think a lot of people have been fading and for good profit. They're 7-17 and this year. Do you think the the woes continue for the White Sox today?
1: Yeah, they've lost eight of their last nine games. What tells me that they've all of a sudden going to turn it around today um especially with michael kopech on the mound he's a pitcher coming into the season there were high hopes for he's had a good career 6.97 era his whip is 1.74 right now i mean he's 23 strikeouts uh, on the season but he's given up a ton of hits and the Sox have not been good when he's on the mound and they're just not a good team right now they're struggling big time can't get their offense going I I, I'm not betting anything on the White Sox anytime soon. I would take the Blue Jays in this one Um, minus 190, and the money line's a a bit heavy for the juice. So maybe look towards the first five uh, or another angle in here. But I'm a White Sox fan. Look, Chelsea, I have I have my own brick at the White Sox stadium here, and I'm still not betting on the White Sox anytime soon because they are just bad right now. Like flat out, there's no other way around it. White Sox need to turn things around and I don't think they're going to do it uh, against the Blue days this afternoon.
0: Quick aside. Did you see the massive fight at the white Sox game yesterday?
1: (laughs) Yes. I saw someone on Twitter posted like a tale of two, of two teams. And it was someone at the, um, Cubs game, like passing their phone to give a girl a number and then a huge brawl at the white Sox. And I thought, you know, what? (laughs) that's perfect. Very, um, you know, how exactly how those two seasons are going. Cubs season is going really well. White Sox, you just kind of want to punch someone.
0: Okay, so are you a White Sox fan? Because I feel like I you got to pick one. White Sox. Oh, or I'm Cubs. a White Sox fan.
1: I'm a White Sox. Fan. I'm marrying into a White Sox fandom hardcore. So this was a Chelsea. This was a birthday present for me this this year <laughs> My birth at the White Sox stadium. Yes, I have no choice but to be a White Sox fan. Did I ask for this brick for uh, my birthday? Can't say I did. It was uh, cute, clever, you know? But um, that is, that's a White Sox, uh, White Sox girl right there is uh, what I am now apparently.
0: (laughs) I always think it's funny when like your significant other tries to like nudge you into rooting for their team. Like, my husband has bought me Panthers apparel. And I'm like, listen, (laughs) sweetie, I will root for them in the NFC, but Mm -hmm. I'm a Titans fan. We live in Asheville, and our daughter will be wearing Derrick Henry jerseys, not Christian McCaffrey, because number one, he's not on the team anymore. And number (laughs) two, the Panthers are not good. We'll see if we'll be purchasing a Bryce Young uniform in the future for our child. But, uh, oh, God. (laughs) I don't think. Okay, if Will Levis is posting like shirtless selfies, do you think that is a person that I need to be buying the jersey of for my three-year-old for daughter?
1: daughter? Probably <laughs> not. Probably not. Maybe wait till she's 18 and then uh, find the next guy in the draft who's also 18 that is posting shirtless selfies. Then I guess you still don't want that for your daughter. What am I saying? Oh,
0: <laughs> no. Parenting conundrums. <laughs> exactly I oh, don't have
1: children quite yet. <laughs>
0: Right. All right. So pivoting back to this game, I think it's probably the Blue Jays on the run line for me, maybe an over, but Kikuchi has been really good. Uh, You say Kikuchi is one of those pitchers that's kind of feast or famine. He's either doing really well and striking out like eight batters because he has wipeout stuff, a pretty good um, lefty for Toronto, but also if you followed his career, he's had some blowups, but I think that Michael Kopech's going to be in trouble against this Blue Jays lineup that we know can really rake, especially at home uh, where they've been very good this season. The Blue Jays just straight up at home this year uh, have a 6-2 and record, but covering the run line, not quite is profitable just five and three so maybe I need to stay away but still would lean towards the run line and the Blue Jays uh, let's go to Minnesota Twins Yankees meeting up for another game in that series Minnesota short favorites at home minus 120 New York even money Domingo Hermann going for the pinstripes one and two four five oh ERA against Kenta Maeda who's and uh, three with a four fifteen ERA a total of eight runs here Kate, is there any angle that you've seen here?
1: So this is a game I was looking at, and I kind of want to bet it, but I'm going to flip this on you, Chelsea, and see if you can give me some advice here. So Maeda hit by a 111-mile-an-hour pitch in the ankle last time he was out. That was last Thursday against the Red Sox, so he hasn't pitched since last – or more than two innings, I should say, since in the last two weeks, where then you have Vermont who was – the pitcher, when these uh, two teams met or er- one in one game earlier this year, Yankees mm-hmm. won that one 6-1. to one, And um, Herman retired the first 16 batters, had 11 strikeouts in that game. So do I expect a similar performance from Herman? Or do I expect a little bit of a bounce back from Maeda? Or is there concern that he hasn't pitched in quite a while? Like, is rest in baseball, is that a good thing for pitchers? Or do you kind of want to keep in your routine of every couple, three or four days, you're in the rotation where he's kind of been out for a while. How do I, how do I approach this one?
0: I think it depends on the pitcher. And you've got to remember that Kenta Maeda is 35 years old. So I think if a rest benefits somebody, it's probably him. And also teams do this to where he will pitch a sim game. So it's not like he's sitting around, like he's still getting his pitches in. So I don't okay. think it matters that much. I think the factor that will be interesting in this one is that Domingo Herman has been checked for substances throughout, uh, you know, the sticky stuff in some of these games. I wonder if that's continuing to be something here because you see the 11 strikeouts and I think his spin rate was up like it wasn't up significantly, but still uh, we'll see if he continues to have a great grip. On uh, facing this, twins De-
1: tried to throw him out of the last meeting with the Twins for that same reason. Like they got into an argument during the game, yeah. thinking that Herman had some stuff on his hand. So I, I okay, I like that point. Very
0: yeah, good. there's no love lost between these two squads. So no. <laughs> uh, I think I'm gonna stay away because if it was any other pitcher, minus Kinta Maeda, I think I would like the Twins, but I don't.